This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, and insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hi everybody, welcome to show 348 Aussie Mac Zone. Tonight, Zahn, how are you, sir? Fantastic, Michael. How are you? Very good, thank you, buddy. Very good. Good That's weekend. Excellent. Great weekend. Yeah. Actually, you went to uh, my sister's baby shower. Okay. Uh, congratulations to Kayla and Reese for having a little girl, and uh, it was uh, it was fantastic. Excellent. Got to have family things work. <laughs> yeah. Now, our Aussie Apple ramblings this week start with Trump says whatever to Apple's concerns that a WeChat ban could impact iPhone sales. 9to5Mac reported Apple was among more than a dozen US companies to warn the Trump administration about the severe implications of banning WeChat from their platforms. President Trump is seeking to ban the app due to national security concerns, and during a press conference, he offered a rebuttal to Apple's argument. During the press conference with reporters at the White House, President Trump was asked about the implications of the WeChat ban by Bloomberg correspondent Justin Sink. In his response, Trump doubled down on the national security concerns and, and said a simpler sorry, a simple whatever, to Apple's concerns. Trump signed an executive order last week aiming to ban transactions between US companies and the Chinese companies behind TikTok and WeChat. The order will take effect in September, and Microsoft is working to acquire TikTok in the United States. Apple and companies such as Disney, Ford, Intel, Morgan Stanley, UPS... And Walmart participated in a call with the Trump administration officials this week, warning that the consequences of the ban could be severe, and in Apple's could be severe. In Apple's case, WeChat is everything for iPhone users in China, and banning the app from the worldwide app store could be a disastrous for iPhone sales in China. Now, forgetting getting political or anything, yeah. Um, The only thing is that they don't have to ban WeChat and TikTok in China, same as there are they just ban it in America and yeah, and and have it in China, same as there are apps banned in China and available in other countries. That's and just, lastly, just on their story, there is no worldwide app store. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say. Like because we don't get apps that you can get in the states. Yeah, otherwise and I'd have I'd have my ECG app on my phone, but I can't get it because it's only available in certain countries. That's right. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out where to put my phone because I don't have my cradle. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm just trying to find something to sit it on so I'm not staring down at the what looks like the keyboard uh, <laughs> the, the whole time. But, uh, oh, well, there we go. I'm just going to leave it there. It'll be fine. And what about... Every, basically, the whole week's about people picking on Apple at the moment. I know. What's a, like? What a week! And it's been a very slow news week, but everyone picking on Apple. I know. Go for it. All right. Um, 
Facebook is seeking to force a face-off with Apple over 30% in App Store purchase commission fee, uh, which Facebook suggests hurts small business struggling to get by during a pandemic. The big picture, Facebook has never publicly gone after Apple, a key strategic partner, uh, this, uh, this aggressively. Both companies face um, antitrust scrutinies, which in Apple's case has centered on the very fee structure Facebook is now attacking. Uh, what, what's happening? Facebook said Friday that it will launch paid online events uh, for small businesses in 20 countries around the world to charge Facebook users to attend their classes, instructions, and other events. The feature could be useful for any small business or individual offering a service such as... Um, such a service, such a preacher, musician, yoga teacher, cooking instructor. Um, yeah, that, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Facebook asked Apple to either waive its 30% cut or let Facebook go around, uh, go around it and pro- um, process event payments via Facebook Pay. In either case, letting events host keep all the revenue they generate, Apple declined, according to Facebook. Really, what we're, uh, we're pushing on right now is to make sure all tech companies who can afford to do so join us in supporting small businesses. Uh, that is uh, Fija Simo, head of Facebook app, uh, said uh, in a um, press call on Friday. Notes are in the links, obviously, if you want to find out more. Uh, what do you think? Well, it's... Um, Apple charged 30% uh, for any financial transactions that go through. Yep. So, at the moment, that's, that's just the way it is. Um, now, Facebook are, are trying to do something and they say that they're going to give all the money, even if it went through the Facebook payment method, they would be giving all the money to the preacher or the yoga teacher or whatever. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't Facebook would still be getting a cut because they, they ask us for money if we want to promote our there show. Be, there might be, I, I can't say for sure, but there might be ads floating along, you know? Like, okay, yeah. Or Apple are using, you know, Apple might be, sorry, not Apple, Facebook might be checking out, okay, this guy's into yoga, so... We'll push him at yoga ads from now on, and then they get yeah. the money from the ads, right? Yeah. Whereas Apple don't do any of that sort of stuff. So that's that's basically the difference there, I think. So I just had uh, my tech guys come in and set my phone up for me. Uh huh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have good time feedback like that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so another another battle. You can tell me more about this. I'll, I'll read the headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple and Epic battle as f- has four possible outcomes and Epic can't lose. Now, also, uh, just a couple of days later, Google are also removed Fortnite from the Play Store 
and Epic is now suing them. So Epic's suing Google and Apple. So what's the whole go here, my friend? Well, look. First of all, I read what 9to5Mac has reported. Regardless of who you think is right, in the Apple slash Epic battle, it's hard not to admire the planning that went into Fortnite Maker's surprise attack on Apple. The company clearly knew exactly what it was doing. For the game company, there was really very little to lose. Fortnite is a massively popular... um, What's that word? Freemium. (laughs) Freemium game. (laughs) That's not a word. Um, Freemium game. You can download it free of charge, but the company makes a fortune from in-app purchases. The game generated over 100 mil in its first 90 days and a month later was reported to have hit a cool billion dollars. It was still the top grossing game this year. Apple takes 30% of that revenue. Google does the same for the Android version though it is possible to sideload Fortnite and bypass the Google Play Store. Epic wasn't happy about Apple and Google uh, taking such a hefty cut, so the company decided to take on the tech giant head-on. It offered a direct payment option, offering in-app currency at a 20% discount for those who choose to buy direct from Epic rather than via Apple or Google. That action was, of course, in direct violation of the terms and services of both Apple, of both app stores. And Apple responded exactly as Epic expected it to by removing the app from the store. The four possible outcomes from six originally, Apple slash Epic Battle could go either way but this is effectively a no-loss situation for the Fortnite developer. They were, there were six possible outcomes when Epic started this. Right, one, Apple backs down and cuts a deal with Epic. <laughs> Two, the battle adds enough pressure that Apple reduces its commission for everyone. Dunno, dunno. <laughs> Well, they're also getting hassled by Facebook, so you never know. Three, Apple offers a settlement before or during the trial. Four, Epic wins its lawsuit. Don't I? I don't see how. They're in direct breach. Anyway, yeah. Apple, Apple is the party at risk here, not Epic. What's notable here is that Apple would lose in five of the original six scenarios. Epic loses in none of them. The worst that could happen for Epic's perspective is that nothing uh, nothing changes scenario, in which case it simply shrugs, removes the direct payment option, and is back to the App Store. It loses a bit of um, interim income, but that may well be uh, balanced out or more by all the publicity generated by the case and by um, creating goodwill from consumers who see the company as having made a valiant bid to stand up for the little guy. 
the little guy. So this is the, the little made a billion dollars in its first four yeah, months. Yeah, it's, it's its first 90 days, uh, yeah, four months, yeah. and made a billion dollars. These are no way the little guy, by the way. These are a big bully. They think they've made that much money they can just do what they want. Yeah. And it's, you know, look, they can try. Many have. Who's won? You know, like the Samsung and everything like that. Like, I don't know. What's, what's, like in the case of, say, Netflix, um, no, Amazon and Apple. Yep. Right? Um, but you've still got to go out of the App Store if you want to buy. Um, I, I do all the time. On Amazon or whatever, right? Yep. Um, you've got to go out of the, what's, what's their book one? Um, uh, Audible. Audible. Yeah, you've got to go out, buy the book, and come back and listen to it in the yeah. Audible app, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, Apple, Apple, and Amazon have started to get on better. And, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can buy Apple machines from Amazon, which you couldn't for a while while they were having their dispute. Yeah. Whatever their financial agreements are. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's Look. amazing, like. <laughs> Fortnite are acting like this because they think they can, but they're just a video game. It's, yeah, it's a popular game, but it's getting less popular. Well, I taught the kids now, a year and a half ago, everybody, everybody was playing it. Yeah. Everyone was talking about Fortnite. All the kids were doing the dances at school. Yeah. Uh, they're not even talking about it anymore. Uh, and the thing is, kids are still playing it, but they've moved on to other stuff and they go to that and, you know, and like I said, yeah, it might stick around and people will still play it because they enjoy it. Pardon me. Yeah. Um, myself, as a gamer, I don't like it. I don't see the attraction to it. I'd like a storyline. I like... Even with the shoot 'em ups that I play, um, there's still a story to it. You can still go into the battle royales and everything like that and have a good time. And, and I love, I love that. Uh, I love playing online and hunting people down and and all that sort of thing. But you're still in a war zone, and, and it's it's more the the, the uh, locations and you get to hide in buildings and you you know you, you're jumping out and surprising people. Fortnite has none of that. You know, they're just running around, shooting each other, building towers and, like, you know. I've actually never, ever played it. Yeah. Right, so I don't. I have. I have pay, played it and I honestly tried to give it a really good try because, uh, well, Jake plays it, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, I thought, well, I can jump on and we'd have a good time. That We ended up finding something else to play. Um, together, a couple other, a couple games actually that we we found together that were more enjoyable for the both of us. Um, because I just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it with Fortnite. I don't get the in, the enjoyment out of the game. All right. And, and and I think if if they're trying to fight and carry on this, good good luck to them. And maybe they will win. And. Yeah, but they're not the little guy by there a long shot. There are other shot. ways to negotiate yeah. an agreement with your reseller. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll chuck my two bobs worth in. Yep. I'm not taking sides here, but 
Apple, Apple and Google can charge what what they like. It's their store. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't like being in their store, you um, go somewhere else, don't you? Yeah. Yep. Uh, we can choose. We can choose not to buy an Apple or an Android device device because Fortnite's not on it. Mm. Yeah. And lastly, in-app purchases in games, I I think they're mostly a con because from what I gather, it's basically a way to beat your friends to get to the next level or to the end. Yeah. Like, so you're not it's, playing the game, you're just buying your way to the top. It, it's exactly right. See, well, it, it, again, it's similar to uh, Grand Theft Auto yeah. where I play I don't, and I don't make in-app purchases. I don't buy the fancy cars. I don't buy the flying motorcycles. I don't yeah. buy the rocket launches that fit to your, you know, to your Batmobile or anything like that. Well, it's not called a Batmobile because they're not allowed to, but it is a Batmobile <laughs> um, or anything like that. And I'm still at a, a lower level because I've restarted three or four times because I like to, you know, restart, start at the lower level because it's harder and it mm-hmm. becomes more fun. Uh, it's also lots of fun killing people at level 200 <laughs> when I'm only at a level 50 because I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I think they do the same sort of thing. And so you've got kids that are on yeah level 200 and level 300 because they've just spent all this money on everything, you know, they, they get everything and they've got all the, the cool gadgets and everything like that. And it's the same with Fortnite. You know, these kids are spending all this money and so, yeah, they do. They level up faster and they've got, you know, whatever, but Yeah, but they're not, make them a better player at the game. It doesn't. And that means they've got to buy more later on to keep up. Yeah. It's just a way of forcing you to spend money, like for, yeah. forcing, mentally forcing you to spend money. Yeah. And the game has – I have so many issues with it. Uh, because kids get addicted to the game, mm-hmm. and uh, I've seen it in like at school, and they they honestly get aggressive. It changes moods and behaviours because they're not sleeping properly because they're now addicted to the game and they want to keep going. They want to keep yeah. spending that money. They want to keep playing. Um, I don't know any other game that does that, and um, I was all for Fortnite when it first came out, and I thought it's just another video game. You know, but I, I've seen the changes it makes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, I don't think they're the little guy by any means. And um, I think they're trying to bully their way out of paying an agreed price. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's true. So what about... Um We're in entertainment now. I haven't got any more gaming, so... Uh, no, um, I, I have played a game this week, actually. I, I got a little bit of a chance to play yeah. um, a game. Hang on a second, give me two seconds. I just want to remember what it's called. There we go. Excellent. Um, back into here. I played it on my phone because I got, you know, a spare, uh, you know, sort of 20 minutes or so, and it's called Mind Symphony. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a few problems with it. 
Um, but first off, I'll talk about the great things about it. It's like Space Invaders. Yeah. Uh, very, very much that sort of uh, game. I, I love Space Invaders. I love Galaga. Um, so it's got that sort of feel to it, uh, except for the graphics are a little bit better. Uh, they're a little bit nicer, and uh, you can play um, your music in the background. Well, you're meant to be able to play your music in the black in the background. Every time I've tried to use, and it says it's built for Apple Music. Yeah. And uh, you can you know bring bring across your Apple Music to the game, but every time I've tried to, it won't let me. It has music you can select uh, that it has pre-downloaded and you can use, which is still very cool. Uh, the music is great to play with, especially if you've got your AirPods in and, uh, you know, you're sort of on the train or something like that. You can still sort of, you know, rock out to your, um, to the music and play the game. But I've had issues each time trying to download my own music. I just thought it would be cool if I could uh, shoot aliens and listen to old-school industrial metal, uh, but I can't do it at the moment. I don't know why it's working. I haven't sent um, anything to them yet because I haven't had a chance to to ask them why that doesn't work, but um, I, I will be doing that. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I get more information uh, about that and I, I try it again and try to see if the music works, I'll, yeah. I'll let everyone know. All right. Yeah. Now, entertainment. Entertainment, yeah. So I don't know whether this applies to Australia. I couldn't work out whether this applied to Australia or not. Apple may offer half-off CBS All Access and Showtime bundle for Apple Plus users. Cool. I'm an Apple TV Plus user, so... Me too. Apple is still looking for ways to promote its Apple TV streaming service. Its next attempt may be to offer subscribers a discounted CBS All Access and Showtime bundle. People familiar with the plans told Bloomberg the new bundle could launch as early as Monday, and I haven't seen anything about it yet. No. According to Bloomberg, Apple TV Plus subscribers will be able to access CBS and Showtime channels in the Apple TV app for $9.99 per month. Typical CBS access costs $9.99 and Showtime costs $10.99 per month. Users will need to pay the $4.99 per month for Apple TV as well, but they'll see a noticeable savings, which half the price, you know, an extra saving basically 10 bucks US. Now, if this launches on Monday, it will be the first Apple TV Plus content bundle. Just yesterday, we learned that Apple is also considering an Apple One subscription bundle, which would uh, have their package services like Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, and add-ons like Arcade, News Plus, and iCloud Storage, all into one yes. fee. Apple is bundling its own services, makes sense, but offering a bundle with outside services like CBS and Showtime enters different territory. It could bring tons of content to Apple Plus subscribers who may find the shows and movies on Apple's streaming service to be a bit lacking. But it's only a new service, and we got hit with this pandemic, which means they haven't been able to keep making shows, have they? I know. That's, that's what sucks about it, because everything I've watched on uh, Apple TV has been fantastic. Yeah. 
Um, I love that. I love the cartoon Central Park. Uh, Mythical Quest is phenomenal. <laughs> um, I, I haven't had a chance to watch many movies, but um, there's the. Oh, sorry, I've forgotten the name of it. What's the one with the girl that sings? Little Voice. Thank you, Little Voice. Yeah, we watched good. it tonight while we're having yeah. dinner. Yeah. Um, it's all good stuff. Yeah. You know, like none of it's. I watched the. We also, after the Little Voice, we watched Ted Lesser. I haven't watched it yet. Is which, it good? It's just looking good. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for that. See, I was really dying for it because it looks hilarious. So, um, so I don't have a problem with waiting for the, the, the pandemic to be over so they can start to make this stuff again. Yeah. Because I think I think the service is going to be great, and you know, and with the stands has a lot of content for an Australian streaming service, but. It's got, it hasn't got a lot of new content, mm. you know, and it's not pushing a lot of new content. And they've sort of gone uh, from comedy just to all these American dramas that bore the yeah, yeah. You know, well, the crap out of me. even like something that I'm not into, but Oprah's conversation ones where they can make yeah. those at the moment yeah, because they can be in two different buildings That's talking right. to each other, just having a discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah, things like that. So, and there's there's some good video. There's one video I'll talk about in a minute, but there are some good videos on YouTube t- as well. Still, yeah. keeping up. Um, and things that I, you know, I watch some videos that are quote three years old or eight years old or, you know, yeah, uh, that we'll never get in Australia. But it's you know there are sh- BBC shows on there that we'll never have yeah. in Australia. And, Oh, see, I love, so I, I say I don't like American drama, but then you say BBC, and I love all those stupid murder mystery stuff. Um, I don't know why. I, I think it's my grandfather, uh, my yeah. dad's dad, because he used to watch The Bill and, and all that sort of yeah, stuff, yeah. and so it got me, got me hooked at a young age. And so now I'll watch all that BBC crime. <laughs> like that. Oh, it's so true. silly. Yeah, and, and it's funny watching that. Because I grew up watching the bill as well. Yeah. Watching the people that used to be in the bill. Yeah. In these other shows now, but they're older. Yeah. yeah. And you go, oh, what's your, oh, the bill. Yeah. Like, yeah everyone yeah. was in the bill, right? Well, I know everyone had a turn at the bill. <laughs> uh, well, you know, now even, like, I even, I even watch Father Brown. <laughs> you know, like, I got me. And then you uh, gave me, um, oh, what was it? Um, Laurie and um, Fry and Laurie, Fry and Laurie, yeah. the Jeeves and um, yeah, Jeeves, yeah. yeah, 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 that one. Like, you know, I can't get enough of it. So <laughs> it's, it's showing my age now because clearly I am addicted to uh, this sort of stuff. I've lost power. Sorry. Yeah, I've got a couple of other TV announcements. Yeah. Uh, Apple TV Plus announcements. Yeah, uh, Apple for TV it. Plus greenlights Harriet the Spy, starring Golden Gold Golden Globe nominee Beanie Fieldstein and Emmy <laughs> Award winner Jane Lynch. I love Jane Lynch. I don't know. I apologise. I have no idea who Beanie uh, Fieldstein is. Iconic children's novel set to be adapted and animated for Apple's Emmy Award winning slate of premium originals for kids. 
Set in 1960s New York, when the original book was published, the new series will be voiced by a star-studded cast, uh, Beanie Feldstein, who will star as Harriet, a fiercely independent, adventurous, curious 11-year-old girl. More than anything, Harriet wants to be a writer, and in order to be a good writer, you need to know everything. And in order to know everything, you have to be a spy. Emmy Award winner Jane Lynch will voice the role of Ole Goldie, Harriet's larger-than-life, no-nonsense nanny. Additional voice talent includes Lacey Shabert and Marianne Hawthorne, the ringleader of a group of smug, popular girls at Harriet's school. We've also got Apple TV to premiere the highly anticipated espionage thriller Tehran globally on Friday the 25th of September. Apple revealed that Tehran, the new espionage thriller from Fordo, writer Moshe Zonda, will premiere globally on Friday the 25th on Apple TV+. The eight-episode series will premiere with the first three episodes, followed by new episodes every Friday. Tehran tells the thrilling story of a Mossad agent who goes deep undercover on a dangerous mission in Tehran that places her and everyone around her in dire jeopardy. Awesome. Yeah, something to look forward to? Yeah, so, uh, Bernie Fieldstein is, her name is Elizabeth Greer Fieldstein. Uh, She's an American actress. Can't hear probably. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> she's a um, American actress. She's done, She did um, Neighbours 2, um, and she is the sister of Jonah Hill. Okay. So uh, that's, yes. So Jonah Hill, his, his name must be like Jonah Fieldstein or something like that. He's just changed it to Jonah Hill. Um. Or maybe Hill's his middle name or something. It's a show, show names or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, she's uh, Jonah Hill's sister. Uh, she's done a, a little bit that I can read here. And, um, yeah, so it is his middle name. There you go. I didn't mm. know that. Yep. And there we go. So, yeah, and that's who will be Harriet the Spy, Jonah Hill's sister. So what about how to use the new iPhone, iOS 14 iPhone alarms? Do you want to read that? Sure. Notify Mac helps us among uh, the more modest tweaks to the iPhone's uh, UI with iOS 14 is a redesigned clock app. While it is nice to see the rotating dial replaced with a more efficient number pad, there are some confusing aspects to the new interface. Uh, Read along for how to use the new iPhone alarm is in iOS 14 and where the bedtime tab has moved. The clock, uh, the clock app on iPhone with iOS 14 is uh, simpler in some ways, but also a bit um, convoluted. Counterintuitive. Counterintuitive, thank you. In others, uh, in others, below we'll look at how to best use iPhone alarms as well, where the bedtime tab 
now lives and more. How? Here we go, Michael. You can do the uh, yeah. how to. Can we use new iPhone 14 alarms in iOS 14? So we open the clock app. We tap the alarm tab at the bottom. Now we tap the orange plus icon in the top right corner, or you hit edit in the top left corner and to tap on an existing one to modify it. You use the number keypad at the bottom of the screen to enter your full alarm time. Don't tap the small orange time near the top. If you do, you'll just be editing the hour. You can leave out zero for hours between one and nine. In other words, just type 730 instead of 0730. Don't forget to check the AM and PM toggle. Uh, light grey means which one is selected. And one way to opt out of the interface is just to use Siri to set up your alarm. So you can just go, hey, madam. Yeah. Please set an alarm for 7.30 a.m. and it'll just be done. I think you can even say things like, hey, madam, please set an alarm for 7.30 a.m. every day, for example. Now, uh, another little thing to do with things coming forward in, in our operating systems for us mm-hmm. is uh, just getting back to it. Sorry, everyone. I've been using... Uh, Mac OS Big Sur this week, uh, and I've got here without any glitches on my everyday computer. I've not used it on our video production machine, as I believe OBS, which is what we use, does not yeah. yet work with it. But I did find one glitch today with I use Pixelmator. Yeah. And at the basically every week I open one file in Pixelmator change the episode number on our lower third, save it, and then save that as a, a PNG file. And the PNG file is the one you see on the screen, which has got episode 348, for example, today. Um, but when I opened it in Big Sur, it, it op- the file opened, but it didn't have the text or anything on the screen. So I, I logged a, a report with Apple, which is what you're supposed to do when you're on beta software. And then they'll, they'll contact Pixelmator and say, this has got sent to us. Here's some information for you. Hopefully it'll help people. Um, but other than that, it's been working great. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, yeah, the web the web stuff's been working fine. Um, uh, what else? Pages and numbers all working perfectly. It's been great. Excellent. Clear, yeah, getting, getting used to the new... Because the menus are a bit space, further spaced apart, and yep. the um, on the right hand side at the top in the menu bar at the top, they're in a slightly different order. So just little things like that to, to watch out for. But yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. Look, looking, looking forward to it. Getting getting into it now. Do you want, to, you want me to start this one? I can do this one if you like. Okay. Yeah. Woolworths used zero e-gift cards as identifiers for priority online delivery. That's zero Project dollar e-gift there. cards. Yeah, zero dollar. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, project set up in under a week by Woolworths X. Or, yeah. Woolworths set up 
an e-gift card program called Kindness Cards in six days as a way to identify and triage vulnerable customers for online shopping. When coronavirus lockdowns hit Australia back in March, the project, which was run by uh, Digital Arm, Woolworths X, saw at least 22,000 cards issued to vulnerable customers via over 30 charities, government and corporate agencies. Woolworths launched Priority Assistance back in late March as a way to ensure vulnerable customers such as the elderly, those with disabilities or those self-isolating could order groceries online and have them home delivered. Oops, I'm back on here. Most of the 350,000 plus customers that used the service registered online and sent supporting documentation about the circumstances, which was then reviewed within 48 hours. However, it has now emerged that Woolworths was able to approve uh, the most vulnerable customers much faster through issuing a specific e-gift card. The e-gift card were used both as a validation method to identify and triage customers uh, accurately online and as a payment uh, mechanism. There is a zero value used as an identifier on Woolworths Online only or $80 value, which is both an identifier and a gift card. States are one of the few online descriptions of the program. Both types allow Woolworths to identify and validate those eligible for priority access and enable online access for those people who do not have a credit or debit card to use online. The e-gift cards were issued directly to charities and government organisations via Woolworths uh, SAP Hibis e-commerce platform. We use, I don't know what SAP is. Uh, to use the card, customers registered for the priority assistance service using a form powered by SAP Customer Data Cloud. Once approved, they could then place orders and receive uh, contactless deliveries via Australia Post at a time when deli delivery windows were limited and regular online shoppers were unable to place orders. The, pro the program was also extended to enable Australians to donate kindness cards uh, to charities. Great. So, yeah, yeah, it's it a great program. Yeah, and it's a way of doing it too. When you think, when you, yeah. think you just have a zero-dollar card yep. and that identifies you. So yep. it's a good way of doing it that, the, you know, the charities and stuff that were looking after people could just do it that simply. Yep. Yeah, very, very clever. Very simple. Yeah. So, and that's why uh, I shop at Woolies. <laughs> yep, that's why we shop at like Woolies the, as well. Like um <laughs> yep. Also, um, my, uh, Luke had says, uh, Luke says, with a hammer. I'm guessing he was talking about how to turn off your alarm. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> reminds me of the, old, the good old Tom and Jerry um, yep. cartoons. Yeah. And uh, hey, hey, Lou, thanks for watching. Yep, thank you. Are good things for when we're stuck indoors? There's an awesome little video clip. It's on YouTube. There is a link in the show notes. 
and no spoilers, except it is a video from a French restaurant. And it's really, really clever how they entertain the customers in the first place. <laughs> really, really clever. I'll definitely check that video. out. Yeah. So yeah, I could uh, I recommend people. Yes, you have to go and get the show notes and and, and find the find the show note. It's very clear here. Uh, but it right. is a YouTube uh, number, and you just click on it and watch the video. It's about four minutes long. Really, really clever. And I think I think now is a really good time that people should be thinking about things like this and how how to bring customers back to their restaurant uh, when we you know when we're tr- trying to encourage people to uh, go out spend money. You know, help the little businesses out. I yeah. think the little businesses need to be doing little things like this. Um, I think it's very clever. But, yeah, it's certainly worth a watch, and it's a, it's a good laugh. <laughs> Excellent. And it's in the show notes? It's in the show notes. It's under and, uh, story four. Simple as story four. As I said, not a lot of stories this week. Yeah. and so wants to pick on Apple. Yeah, um, so show promotions and show notes link each week yep. on show upload. Uh, the link being aussiemaxzone.com.au forward slash AMZ. Eight. Eight. I've got a Thank typo you. there. I haven't, haven't done the done my typo, have I? Uh, I'm glad you did that because uh, I would have, yeah. There'll be, there you'll see the last six weeks of show notes. You can email us at Michael. Ozan. <laughs> Individually uh, at aussiemaxzone.com.au. Uh, just search Aussie Max Zone on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or whatever uh, podcast podcast app you use. Yeah. Uh, make sure you like us. Give us the thumbs up. Subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe in your app. Yeah. Uh. You can go to Apple News and look up Aussie Mac Zone and then uh, just click on the heart and therefore you'll get, whenever we publish something, you'll get it. That's uh, right. Some more stuff this week. So, But most importantly, thank you to our supporters, you, our listeners, the most important people. That's thank right. You, thank you, thank you. Yes, excellent. And now we have well, a big sign-off. I know, I was about to say, so it must be that time of night. Yes. And so... Uh, Remember, guys, an apple a day keeps the androids away. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Thank you.